In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today be, today be a, better, a better prayer often to be. May the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be ever acceptable. Your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Um, we're looking at, look at uh, the, the passages today which deal with the ways in which the people of God are, are drawn in to, to the community. There's sort of three, in some ways, very different, different readings um, from Nehemiah and from Corinthians and from, and from the Gospel of Luke, but at the same time, they sort of have this common theme of, of the Word of God and the Spirit of God um, empowering and binding the community as, as a voice and as a witness to the wonder and glory of who God is. So we begin actually with Nehemiah, which, which could have, let me just say, I pick on the Revised Common Lectionary often, and one of the things that, that happened this time was um, in the Revised Common Lectionary now was these, we've skipped a couple of verses. I used to praise the reader every year when they had to read Nehemiah because they had to read these 14 horrible names of Mattathiah and Sheman and Ananiah and Uriah and Hilkiah and Messiah and Pedadiah and Mishael and Melchizedek and Nehashim and Hashemadanah and Zechariah and Charlie did not have to read any of those. <laughs> I remember clearly one of my one of my order, uh, sort of pillars of the church parishioners coming up to me and saying, "Can I not just say Nehemiah and his friends?" <laughs> and I said, "No, you got to read those, Dick. That's what's in there." And now the the whole revised commission has took that away from me. So no praise to you, Charlie. Okay, you did okay with what you had. No bonus points. Um, so we have, we have, one of the things that's important in this, um, in this passage, though, um, is, is in reality, this book could have ended in, in, at the very end. It sort, of, it sort of almost does end. It says, and, um, So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people of Israel in their temple, all lived in their towns. And they all settled in their towns. And Nehemiah, for those of you who, who may not remember, um, because it only comes up once every three years in the lectionary, and we don't actually get to any of the earlier parts of Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a book that, that, um, that talks about the, the rebuilding of, of, the, of the, mostly of the gates, but also of the temple. Um, after the exile, sort of in the midst of the exiles, the Persians were in control. And Nehemiah went, was a servant of, of the king of Persia and asked to be able to go back to Jerusalem and, and begin to rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild the temple. And it says that like 42,000 people were able to come back with him um, and do this. It's sort of how it ends. But in the midst of this, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of drama about rebuilding the temple walls. The other people that were there that were sort of the rulers, you know, unofficial rulers, um, didn't want it to happen. They kept trying to sabotage 
um, the rebuilding of the walls, and Nehemiah had to uh, sort of fight against all of that. And, and it, amazingly, this, this wall was built you know, in less than a couple months. Um, the whole wall around the city of Jerusalem. Um, and and the, whole, the whole book in some ways reads, reads like a great, a great narrative, except like a lot of these Old Testament books, in the middle of the exciting parts, all of a sudden there's like this big long list of people. And this big long list of items of things and stuff and you just, your eyes glaze over. And you, you know, you don't read it. And so we don't really, we don't read Ezra, we don't really read Nehemiah that often. But it's, it's an amazing, amazing account of God's work in, in resettling the people um, back in Jerusalem and allowing, allowing them to sort of, to sort of come back and, and protect. And so it could have ended right here um, with 42,000 people gathered in the city and settling in their own towns, except... Just because the wall of Jerusalem is complete doesn't mean that this is um, over, right? That, that there's more than just the walls of the city that provide strength. God is our strength. And so, and so they gather. It says, and all the people gathered before the water gate. And Ezra the scribe brought the book of the law. And this is, this is, so this is pretty remarkable for, for a couple reasons. Right? One is that we're still living primarily in an oral culture. Um, you know, only a couple, you know, a couple percent of people are literate anyway. And most of these, most of these stories all through, all through the scriptures are been handed down by word, by story, over and over and over and over and over again. Now we have, we have writing. And so the book of the law comes out. The book of, of the Torah, and, and let's be real, real clear. There's, the law is sort of the Old Testament, right? The law is, is those, those books. It's not just all the little legalese stuff. A lot of times we think of the law of Moses as being like, thou shalt not do this and thou shalt. No, these are the stories of the Exodus. This is the stories of what God has done. This is the word of God alive in the community of, of Israel. That's being read, and they came out early and and, the, and and began to read from early in the morning till midday. Isn't that great? Wouldn't so you know? Wouldn't you just love if I just sat and read the Bible to you? Stand up, we'll read for six, seven hours. That'd be great. But the second part that's amazing. In this, that we, we skip over, we gloss over, is that all the people are there, men, women, children, gathered to hear the law of the Lord. And it wasn't said just once. Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could understand. And he read from early morning until midday, in the presence of men and women and all who could understand. This is the word of God coming and being the central component of this new community that's been established back in Jerusalem. These people who have been returned from exile. The word of God is 
the word of life that has come to dwell, to become part of this community. And it doesn't say um, that they just, they just read it, but it says one of the problems that we did miss a little bit with avoiding reading all these people's names is also Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hadiah, Malazai, Kelita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Pilate, and the Levites helped the people understand what was written. Help them understand the law. So it wasn't just it being read, but it was interpreted, explained, expounded on. And then they read from the book clearly and gave sense the people understood the reading. And people began to weep and weep in hearing these words responding to God. But this is just another one of those great God moments where it happened to be, wait, that's not an inappropriate response, except that now it's feast time. So don't cry, because right now it's, we're in the liturgical season of Feast of Booths, so now you've got to stop crying, because it's time to have a party. So we're going to eat, we're going to drink, and for uh, a week, we're going to celebrate. And not just, not just you all here, but your neighbor who doesn't have much. And we're going to come to a community. And so this is, this is also the glory of, of the word of God. Again, keeping the law does not mean um, hair shirts and, you know, whipping yourself and mourning in ashes and those times. Those times are appropriate, right? We have Ash Wednesday, we have Lent, we have good times as Episcopalians where we get to be all just moody. But we have pancake supper before that. Yeah. And that's where we are. The Feast of Booths is a week-long pancake supper. It's Mardi Gras, is really what it is. Come, celebrate, rejoice. This is what it is to live into God's grace and God's wonder together as a community. And Jesus um, makes the same proclamation as he comes into the synagogue. And now, this, we sort of skip around all through Luke's gospel, and we're going to go back because on first Sunday of Lent to right before this, because that's the temptation narrative um, in just a few weeks. But, but with the exception of of the encounter with Satan in the wilderness. These are Jesus' first adult words in all of Luke's gospel. We're in chapter, middle of chapter four, and Jesus hasn't said anything yet. Right? We've had all the birth narratives, we've had the genealogy, we've had the baptism. Jesus doesn't talk in the baptism, only John the Baptist talks there. And now Jesus is sent out to the wilderness, and now his first words are opening the prophet Isaiah saying, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, bring sight to the blind, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Close up the scroll and hand it back. And the eyes of all were fixed on him, which means they're waiting. 
for more. And he says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And now normally, it seems like we read big, huge, long gospel passages um, that could have been divvied up into two or three parts. Today, we took a passage that is in one part and we divvied it up into two and saved the rest for next week. So next week you'll get to hear the response of Israel, um, which isn't good. So I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, they're about to throw them off a cliff. But the, so the important part to, to understand why they get to the part of, of they're going to throw them off a cliff, and we're not going to dwell on that so much, is just to understand the, the, this passage that Jesus reads, which is a jubilee passage, a passage where indeed the Spirit of the Lord is, is upon them. And, and much, like, um, much like Mary, when she, did, when she proclaimed the Magnificat, and she says, um, the proud will be humbled, right? And, and the humble will be raised up. And the poor will be fed, and the rich will be sent away empty. And um, the people of God will be exalted. The opposite of that, right, is the Gentiles will be cast down, and she doesn't say that. And so in this passage in Isaiah, um, there's also that connotation. That is, Jesus didn't get to the good part, right? There's this, this, this passage has all sorts of fun parts about proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor. And then the very next line is, and the vengeance of our God. Where strangers shall stand and tend your flocks and foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you... You will be called the priests of the Lord. You shall eat the wealth of those other nations, and you will have a double portion while they are your servants. Sounds pretty good to me, right? And Jesus says, yeah, we're going to skip that part. That part's, he sits down and they're waiting for the good part. Right? Sort of like watching a movie that we've all seen lots and lots and lots of times and we get up and we turn it off before it gets to the good part. Wait. Right? Who kills Humperdinck? Right? Remember that? I mean, right? That part? You have to be a big nerd. Oh no. That also, I'm just going to digress slightly. <laughs> but the original Princess Bride, which is where that lines from. The big long book is like this big, it then gets put down to this much. Is a lot like Ezra and Nehemiah. There's, there's, there's a whole bunch of other nonsense sort of in the midst of it, and it got finally whittled down to just the good parts. We might have to do that with Ezra and Nehemiah a little bit. Anyway. Um, Jesus setting up the stage for what it is to be part of the kingdom of God. We are in the kingdom of God. The captive, the blind, the poor, all who wish to receive the kingdom of God, it's going to be exclusive. inclusive. It's not going to be exclusive. It's going to be like the scene of Nehemiah, where men and women and children are gathered hear the word of God. And finally, the passage from Corinthians, 
reinforces this as well, where, where there's a big argument in the church about who's got the best gifts. My gifts are better than your gifts. My gifts are awesome. Your gifts are so-so. And Paul says, no, 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 no. God's given us gifts that we might be like the body. He's given some of us gifts to do this. He's given other people gifts to do that. Right? He's given you gifts of healing. He's given you gifts of interpretation. He's given you gifts of wisdom. He's given you gifts of knowledge. He's given you gifts of teaching. He's given you gifts of hospitality and generosity. He's given y'all gifts so that you can work together. And you can't say, I don't need you. Any more than the eye can say to the ear, I don't need you. Or the foot can say to the hand, I don't need you. We all need each other. Again, back to inclusivity of, of the gospel, which is now centered not just on the word of God, but on the spirit of God. So between these readings, we have the centrality and the importance of the word of God explained and expounded in the community, as well as the Spirit of God lived out through the manifestation of the gifts that God has given us to be the key components of what is to be church. Not trusting and depending on a wall that we built around our city for protection, or walls that we build around ourselves for protection, but that we might be lights to the world. We might be witnesses of God's glory. That we might indeed understand and appreciate that God has not given us this word that we can just become wise and learned and smart. But they, we can act and respond and be transformed. And through the Spirit of God, we can bring that transformation to the world. Because the prisoners and the captives and the blind and the poor are all around us. This is a message that's not just for us. It's a message for everyone. May we uh, share, may we grow, may we beam brightly as this manifestation, as Epiphany is, this manifestation of God's grace and God's light and God's glory might shine brightly through us. Amen. Amen.